folks. Hey, thanks for joining me. This is HSV Progressive. I'm Joy. I'm really glad you're here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. Uh, I need to give you some notes, uh, or I, I feel I need to give you some notes from the uh, Huntsville City Council meeting from April 13th. Um, so I'm probably going to do this a little bit piecemeal because um, I, uh, uh, I'm, I, 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 it's just like I just have like 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So th I think this might be a little bit piecemeal. Also, in this episode, I'm hoping to include a little bit of a conversation that um, that I had with Tris Emmy Wilson about the Huntsville Environmental Sustainability Committee that is supposed to be, that produced a mayor's report um, about sustainability goals and um and and is supposed to be transitioning i guess maybe the right description into a huntsville environmental sustainability commission um and we will talk about uh you know the power structure under you know where's where's the commission uh, proposed to reside who's you know who's going to be on it and what was in the report a little bit and you know some preliminary type stuff maybe um in the future uh, after a little bit more time has passed we might have more to say about the report and about the commission that hopefully actually does get formed we'll we'll see what happens so hopefully that'll be um in this episode also so i'm gonna try to keep um, my city council meeting comments, I, I you know, under control. I don't know, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, I arrived at city council a little bit late, um, so I missed some of the usual sort of uh, uh, life-saving metal presentations and and fun stuff like that. I got there in time for um, presentations, uh, and we had presentations at the thir uh, um, um, April thirteenth meeting. You know, it's part of the the this uh, um, um, nonprofits coming in and actually, you know, giving a presentation to describe what it is they're doing. Uh, I s presume with sort of the effect of. Uh, you know, justifying why the city gives them, you know, funding. Um, so on the 13th, we heard from the Children's Advocacy Center and from First Stop Incorporated and from Girls Inc. So that was three presentations. Um, uh, Children's Advocacy Center um, that, that Bud Kramer started, uh, they had a lot to say about... Um, um, you know, the, the good that they do about, uh, uh, you know, child abuse type stuff. Uh, I was much more interested in sort of the what was going to be said about First Stop and their new facility that they're building. Um, I'm, I, it looks like a kind of a good plan. I hope that they are able to help more people um with with the with some of the things that they do like like providing showers and a place to wash your clothes providing some meals providing help 
with people getting, you know, their identification um, documentation straightened out so that they can get other help. Um, I, I know they have caseworkers doing this kind of stuff. I hope the new facility helps them do that. Um, I, um, I, I, you know, one of the buzz phrases that's running around city council is uh, some idea that we need to help people exit homelessness, which is kind of this sort of oxymoronish uh, sounding. I mean, it's just, uh, there's a word that a friend of mine just introduced me to, all of these, you know, the Greek, the dialectics and uh, rhetoric schools had all of these words for, you know, these different rhetorical devices. But it's sort of like a double negative awfulness to, to you know, forcing somebody to exit homelessness. You know, what? what you need to do is get people entering into housing. <sighs> that feels so much better to say. Let's get people entering into housing. Like maybe the city could build some public housing. Um, I'm going to have more to say about a big thing that everybody was patting themselves on the back. Um, I don't know how they didn't hurt themselves doing it over you know, one of the big development projects that got, went through during this um, city council meeting. I'll have more to say about the idea of public housing and entering housing. Entering housing. Let's keep people entering housing. It, whether, whether you're making them exit homelessness or enter into housing... You still need all of the support that a p places like First Stop, you know, with counselors and social workers and people, you know, keeping tabs on 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 the clients and and helping make sure that they're navigating. You need all of those either way that you do this. So it's this front end thing that I would like people to reframe, if you will or just rethink or solve. How about solve? You know, let's solve our homeless problem. Let's make homes for people. What do you think? I think it'd be a good idea, personally. Um, so uh, anyway, also Girls Inc. Uh, talked, and uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful that there are people that are devoted because as a former girl myself, I I know it it could have made a world of difference to me to be encouraged uh, about certain things. I'm glad that they're encouraging people, but I do have to say, I'm I'm I wish that that the encouragement could be a little bit more, um, you know, less less job training and more life training, more life affirming. I think they do do a lot of life affirming stuff. Don't get me wrong. But could we quit talking so much about STEM? Oh, you know, we're training these people in STEM. Like, you know, all of that is, is we're talking about job training, which makes money for other people. Can I say that again? You train these, uh, these, under 
privileged un- people to work for other people who are making money off of them. And I don't really care about how much money somebody makes for somebody else. I care about the a person's ability to make good decisions um, about the way they think that reality should be. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, I just wish that we could change that focus a little bit. Um, um, so, uh, um, we had a, a good uh, raft of uh, public hearings to be set about a bunch of um, zoning changes. Uh, so expect those uh, at the next city council meeting on the 27th. Um, a lot of us will, where will this public hearing will occur. Maybe somebody will stand up and talk about it because it's a public hearing. It's a place for the public to stand up and talk. That's neither the first uh, public comment roster that's agenda related or waiting until the end for the second public comment roster. This is where somebody can just, without even signing up, stand up and talk about stuff. Like maybe yours truly will even do it because I, again, you know, it's it gets wears thin on me to look at at the pictures that they do where they're talking about, you know, zoning this thing C4 and it's someplace that's covered with trees and every one of those trees is going to be cut down. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So I might be moved to stand up and say a few things. You never know. Um, a couple of the things on the public hearings to be set also were about public nuisances that they want to demolish or 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 um, mitigate in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes those have some interesting uh, public show up and actually talk about them. Uh, then, you know, after that, we had the usual um, mayor's comments and then the city council members' comments. Um, uh, uh, several people talked about the officer, the police officer who lost his life. Um, um and uh, obviously a terrible tragedy um and i guess maybe i should leave it there right yeah that's a good idea uh um one thing that in there were two people uh councilman Kling and councilman meredith um Councilman Kling made comments about Space Command and how very important basically the military-industrial complex is to our economy. I do, do you get how insane that is, that we have a whole little ecosystem here that revolves around the military-industrial complex, which is nothing but about killing and destroying things. I'm just, I can't say often enough that we have got to do whatever we can to move away from that in this new century because it's not only is it just not productive, not only is it wasteful of resources, but we have environmental stuff coming down the tubes and it 
the U.S. military is, a, as a single entity, one of the highest greenhouse gas emitters in the on the planet, if not the highest, as a single entity, uh, ab- uh, above several countries on their own, whole countries that produce less greenhouse gas than just the U.S. military. Um, you know, so I just, you know, Mr. Meredith then came along after that and talked, uh, you know, all kinds of great stuff about some place called Marathon Robotics, where, guess what, they're doing warfare training. He said it, warfare training. Is this really what we want our community to be about? Really? Really? Let's, you know... Let's have a different idea. Uh, so then we have the Finance Committee report, the usual stuff, which was under the auspices of Jenny Robinson because, well, first of all, she was back. Everybody was at present at City Council, so she was back. Um, and, you know, it got taken out from under Devin Keith when he went through his problems, which I haven't heard anything more about in particular. Uh, I'm, obviously, those are still out there, but that was, you know, that was a sort of pointed uh, and poignant moment um, for the evening. Uh, we also had um, what are these board appointments or nominate appointments to be voted on for the bingo commission or committee or whatever it is, bingo review review committee. A couple people from healthcare. Authority, and one of these got removed, but the other one was for Huntsville Public Libra- Library Board. Also, um, uh, we had then a lot of nominations. I've got the hiccups. This happens to me frequently when I'm with a student in my regular life. I never have the hiccups, you know, because why would I? I use all of my hiccups up when I'm on the microphone. (laughs) I apologize for having the hiccups. There, a sip of water. Maybe things will be better. And you can have a nice laugh at me. That's okay. I can live with that. Um, Huntsville Utilities, we actually had somebody to show up because they needed to talk about um uh, uh building a new water tower in limestone county um because you know of course our city extends all the way over to limestone county now okay whatever anyway so a new water tower that it turns out was going to cost um maybe a whole lot more than they they thought it would like four million dollars more needing to be budgeted um and so budget items like that have to go through city council and um anyway there was some talk about about what had to happen with that um we had some vacation of easements you know you know where um utility and drainage uh easements that that are supposed to be under the purview of the city because those are our utilities, um, get turned over to developers, and, you know, we hope that that turns out okay. 
Um, uh, yeah, I might come back to that later. Um, but where there was an interesting thing about um, changing um, uh, the hours of operation uh, for Bridge Street to change it into like an arts and entertainment district, um, um, it, which is, an, you know, that's like interesting anyway to, to contemplate what that might mean, you know, for that end of the city or, or, or for uh, um, what might be happening over there. That, of, of course, is near-ish to the Orion Amphitheater. So... You know what's going on over there. What are the, you know? We got Mid City there. You, you know, it's interesting to to contemplate what's going on over there. Um, let's see. Part that's night. This is under unfinished business items for action. Um, number nineteen in the agenda. Um. Okay, so then came this big item. This is the one I was talking to about earlier about the the um, uh, self-harming back, back padding that was going on about a development <sighs> up it, near the old um, J.O. Johnson High School up there where um, a, a lot of stuff has been going on. Um, and the, honestly, every time I think this is, you know, it's taken me a while to get to this point where I even felt like maybe I could sit down and talk about this. And uh, and I don't want to because I'm very angry. Um, um, so so they, there was a nice, um, you know, presentation about what they're going to, they've come to an agreement with Stanley um developers um to you know to sell them this property and they're going to put um uh single family dwellings on it and um you know they talked about how this property up there in district 1 um how they've had they've done some other developments up there in that area that and the houses um, have been fetching um, um, really good prices. Uh, you know, somebody like muttered two hundred thousand dollars, and you know, and that's you know maybe what these houses will fetch. And and uh, and Devin Keith muttered, no, they're going to be go for three hundred thousand dollars. And you know, and we have a housing crisis, and we need affordable housing. And and everybody's so self congratulatory about building these. What I can only imagine are going to be some sort of McMansions, and and not to mention that you know talking about the um, sort of um, uh, quality of construction, the modern construction materials that kind of stuff it, it it's just very upsetting to me that uh, that that we're patting ourselves on the back so hard about building um you know $300,000 houses 
when at the same city council meeting we're saying these ugly phrases like, we need people to exit homelessness. Then it turns out that this land was sold to Stanley developers for the grand total of $10,000. Now, Jenny Robinson asked Devin Keith to justify, basically, why was uh, why was this? I mean, that's cheap. That's dirt cheap. And and what we were told was that that Stanley was the only people who even offered to buy it for anything. Every all the other developers wanted it given to them, and that also that Stanley's going to be responsible for building all the infrastructure themselves is what we were told. During this conversation, we were also um, let in on the fact that a lot of coffee meeting meetings over coffee was were taken to you know um, pound out this agreement with Stanley developers. I so I just want to point out to you that this is exact when I say that we have a government by and for the developers. This is what I'm talking about. You know, I'd like to hear about the number of meetings over coffee that happened with, you know, uh, the janitor's union or, you know, or the homeless guys or uh, the advocates for the homeless guys or I, I'm really not interested in hearing about how much time you're going to devote to having coffee with developers to pound out a, a, a deal with them where we're going to create $300,000 houses. That is a miscarriage of the social contract, period. Who are you helping? Who are you helping? You know, I, I, mostly you're helping the developers. Um, uh, and to some extent, you're helping the city because, you know, you can get more um, property taxes off of these expensive um, homes. And you can um, take pictures of them and they look fabulous. And you can attract people to come and move here to work in the military industrial pro uh, um, uh, complex or for the FBI, or whatever, whoever these targets are. Mm. You know, I, where's your mm, social concern? You know, where's equity coming in here? Where's, where's the idea of the, the mixed development? that you've bandied about some. Where's the affordable housing? That idea that has been spoken about. Um, uh, Devin Keith mentioned the importance of housing while he was talking about this development. I am not concerned about people who can afford $300,000 houses finding housing, okay? Those are not the people that I'm concerned about. The importance of housing as a social idea is the importance of housing everybody. 
about people entering housing. Why, instead of selling this for $10,000, why couldn't the city have developed it, put public housing on there, and made that area into a mixed housing development where people of different income levels are living together, forming a community, understanding each other, but that kind of stuff is simply not fostered or even tolerated, honestly, in our society. Can we try? Please, please, can we try? Can we try to do things differently, to think differently, to reevaluate what's really important? Not to mention that, you know, um, ever since uh, uh, the um, Silicon Valley Bank went belly up and the other one that went with them, um, uh, IT has been cutting a bunch of jobs, cutting thousands of jobs. And, you know, that includes all of this new IT stuff like uh, Facebook and stuff that we've attracted here. You know, it doesn't take much for somebody to, to not be able to make a mortgage payment on a $300,000 loan anymore. Um, so, you know what happens when, when it, it, we've been through it in 2008 and, and, and nine, when, when uh, the mortgage... Uh, mortgages collapsed, right? And all of a sudden, a, a banks owned a bunch of houses that that people couldn't buy, pay their mortgages on anymore. And, and you, you know, what happened to those? They got sold to, you know, whoever wanted them. And then those turn into rental properties that are not, you know, that are absentee landlords, and don't take care of it. And that right in city council, people complain that we have absentee landlord problems and we have to go and mow their yards and charge them. And we need to charge them more because they don't care. They just, they're making money. They'll just pay us to mow them. They, they're not here. They're not responsible. This is a complaint. No, 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 no. We're feeding our own feedback loop in, in this um you know, not only our housing crisis, but our absentee landlord crisis, uh, which feeds the housing crisis, which feeds an absentee landlord crisis, which, you know, God's save us from uh, housing collapse. Okay. Um, nonetheless, we're supposed to believe that the return on investment from something like that for the city is tremendous. Um uh, about a return on investment to, that helps people exit homelessness, enters into housing. Um, okay. Uh, 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 okay, so leaving that, uh, there's uh, um, item 19D was uh, we had a little presentation um, about um, explanation, whatever, uh, about 
um, a, a donation to the Huntsville and Madison County Railroad Authority. Um, and they talked about um, the, how you, you, this was just like moving some equipment into a, a better place that it, it all made really good sense. Uh, it, you know, it kind of sounded like government working. Um, I, I just want to, to say that right at this point, Jenny Robinson said, I am going to, you know, put some X number of dollars, I can't remember, I didn't write it down, of my discretionary spending that, you know, that uh, that we the people, if you will, through our representatives on city council, gave them, each city councilman, a, a, a budget, a discretionary budget um, to spend as they saw fit. So she right then said, I'm taking some of my discretionary fund and, and putting it towards this uh, railroad business that had to do with um, moving equipment to a to, to better place where it was needed to... Um, I, I, anyway, so by the way, it, you, the discretionary money still has to be approved. It has to go through city council. It has to get voted on. So somebody can't just sort of make this announcement and say, I'm doing this. Um, keep an eye on future city council meetings and see if this actually is in the agenda and actually gets approved. Of course, it could be buried in item 20 and most of item 20 just gets passed on a voice vote so you gotta scrounge around and see if it really happens um uh so kind of i i don't know i just kind of want to say uh don't don't always you know fall for it okay i'm gonna uh, take a, a little break right now and i'll come back and see if I can get through the rest of this meeting um, and and get an episode out for you guys. Um, and uh, just, so just um, hang on. Okay, I'm back. There's not much more I'm going to say. Uh, not a whole bunch more to say about this city council meeting. I mean... I could go on forever, but I'm not going to go through all the items and tell you all the things that they did just passed on a voice vote about, um, you know, funding from the federal government or travel requests or um, purchases that the city's making or, uh, um, I don't know, uh, easements that the people are given over to developers uh, um, and that kind of stuff. They only uh, discussed one item from um, item 20 and it was a, a resolution to appoint certain department head to department positions. And so there was some discussion about it. Uh, people w were named who were getting named to as department heads and, and that kind of stuff. And much uh, happiness ensued, including I just, I do want to mention this because a lot of the, uh, there was a lot of clapping. A lot of people clapped after these announcements for department heads were made. A bunch of people were up, standing up, clapping for these people who, or for whatever reason, uh, there was a lot of happiness apparently over these department heads. 
and I will remind you, anybody who's been listening to this show knows that I got threatened with being uh, shown the door for clapping at public comments. And I'm just, you know, I've had it with the hypocrisy. So I will tell you that in a minute when we get to the public comments that I stood up and clapped at one of them, okay? And nobody looked at me. They did just in that instant, they had absolutely no room to say anything because the juxtaposition was too close, okay? So, so just that one, there's been, there seems to have been a trend lately of hardly any of the items from, um, from item number 20, um, being actually discussed separately, held, and not just passed on the, on the, um, consolidation vote, um, with no discussion, uh, um, so this only one getting discussed, um, there was even somebody when, when, um, when somebody said I, they wanted to hold that one, that sort of, there was, it was like, oh, really? You know, a groan of disappointment. Um, so I don't know if this is some sort of concerted effort at something, um, but you know, I will keep uh, commenting on it and letting you know what it looks like, if anything is going on. Uh, the new business items for introduction um, was uh, something about um, tax-exempt entities in the industrial customers class. I, I'm like, why are industrial customers even in amongst tax exemptness, you know, I think these people are, they're not nonprofits or anything like that. That was just very curious to me. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, there was an item, again, guess what? Annexing um, more, more land into the city. Uh, about six uh, acres worth of land out... Um, on the west side of town out there by Slaughter Road and stuff. Yet more land being annexed. Um, so I think I've already mentioned that we're gobbling up all the land and there'll be no place to farm or, or wild spaces or it, you know, well, anyway. Um, but we'll have plenty of $300,000 houses, I reckon. Um, uh, let's see, there was another thing about, uh, moving some property to being donated, um, to, uh, surplus property being donated to family services. So the first, uh, person who stood up to speak, um, on the second roster public comments was, uh, a, a gentleman who, um, talked about, um, I'm sure many of my listeners know that, uh, Darby, who, um, rushed into that house and, and shot the suicidal gentleman um, to death. Uh, contrary to, you know, the other officers that were already there and had some control over it, that he's out on appeal, right? This gentleman came to city council to beg 
the city to not spend our money on the defense of this criminal, um, convicted criminal, okay? Uh, and yes, after he spoke, I stood up and applauded him. Um, and I did not seemingly get in trouble. Hopefully that will stay that way. Um, what else? Second public, uh, second roster public comments. We heard from a, a gentleman who was uh, complaining about um, purple cups. Is that what they use in the downtown um, open carry district that we have now? Is that what the purple cups are uh, that they were winding up in um, in the alley? Um, Uh, you know, his point was something along the lines, or one of his points was that people are carrying the cups, drinking on their way to leaving the the uh, the zone um, uh, to get in their vehicles to drive home. You know, well, anyway, drink and drive. Um, uh, and obviously, yes, people should not just throw their cups away in an alley behind the square downtown obviously. Um, and But you got to know that just the thought of these single-use plastic cups is anathema to me. So I, I'm, I have a hard time even making any comments about this. Uh, yeah, uh, folks, we're turning the planet into plastic. Please, please, please think. Uh, twice before you use yet another single-use plastic cup someplace. Um, um, uh, this gentleman, of course, although there is no supposedly dialogue going on with the city council, he got answers after he s sat down from Councilman Kling um, and from the city administrator, Hamilton, uh, about this situation. So... You know, this this just part of the city gets the last word because it's not a conversation. He can't then rebut them or ask anything else. It's <coughs> the city gets to say what they have to say about the situation. The final person who stood up to uh, speak on the second roster, roster, roster public comments was uh, uh, Mr. Andre Wilson and... Um, Um, personally, I admire him. He s keeps coming back, standing up, and speaking about things that are important to him. Um, and, and they're not trivial things about school safety, um, about COVID uh, safety, uh, all, all kinds of things like that. They're not trivial things. Um, and he gets dismissed time and time again, and he keeps coming back. And there were people in the chambers who were laughing at him. And that is completely despicable. Completely. Um, the dismissive attitude that he gets uh, greeted with, I just, I just can't. I've had a hard time coming to grips with that this past city council meeting, um, as you maybe can tell from having listened to my 
meager report. I am going to put on a little bit more music and then we will go to um, an interview with Tris Emmy Wilson about the Huntsville Environmental Sustainability Committee Translation to Commission uh, that has been occurring this month around Earth Day. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay, t- stay in here. Um, uh, we'll be right back. Okay, um, we're back with HSV Progressive, and um, I'm going to have a short conversation here. I think kind of short. We'll find out how detailed we go with friend of show, Tris Emmy Wilson. Tris, thank you so much for coming back on. How you been doing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Always a pleasure. I'm, I'm doing all right. Been a long couple of weeks, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I hear that. So uh, what we what I wanted to, uh, to have you on to talk about was um, the announcement that happened it you know sort of right before Earth Day for about this Huntsville Environmental Sustainability. Um, it, this was uh, the committee, right? Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> okay. committee presented their presented report. A, their report, and I didn't get to go, and I know that that you did get to go, right? I, I did not get to go, but I'm oh, okay, vaguely but, familiar with what happened, and you know I've I've got yeah, the background on the I've report I've, all, ha- so. I've heard, had a little bit of yeah. of uh, of input about that too, like yeah. from anyway. So, but you uh, hopefully we you know can maybe flesh out a little a few things here. Neither of us went, but we both sort of had our ear to the ground a, a little bit. Um, uh, so uh, so um, I don't know. So so. First thing is the the mayor uh, announced that he's he you know they've been working for it, it's like nine months in this committee um, to uh, put together this report that they that he put out um, on that day which was like what was it the Friday before Earth Day or the yeah, Thursday think, it was Thursday or that, Friday yeah that was right it was the I think, yeah, the the twentieth was when he had his uh, okay. news conference. Although I think the report was available unannounced a couple days earlier. Um, well, okay. to anyone who was paying really close attention. <laughs> um, okay, so he so he uh, um, made the poor report um, publicly. You know, public um, uh, comments about having getting getting this report together and. I know many of us in the sort of environmental movement here in Huntsville were sort of anxiously awaiting because I heard that he was going to, um, in his in his announcement with the results of the committee, he was going to uh, announce the one thing that the ci- that the city was going to commit to doing along these uh, sort of environmental, renewable, sustainable, you know, timelines or goals or whatever you want to talk about. And the thing that he announced was that uh, not any particular thing uh, that the city was going to do, just that uh, we were going to have a Huntsville Environmental Sustainability Commission now. 
Um, so can uh, so I, that's sort of like can we talk about uh, uh, you know what this means? What you know? What did we get? Did we get yeah. anything? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I guess the the good news is that the city is definitely going to be able to do this very quickly. So we're definitely you know no broken promises from this one. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but. I, the the real effect is is that we're basically going to have a longer term working group under the mayor's office, like working on these kinds of issues. Um, so yeah, so that's so, a, a real sticking point for me that it turned out to be a commission yeah. under the mayor's office, so, which means that it's part of the executive, not part of the legislative. And that makes a difference, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I have, um, I was talking about this a little earlier. It would be a different thing if it were like directly under city council and, and folks, you know, council members were actively participating on it and able to, to sort of propose policy right then and there. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not ruling out. I'm in fact pretty hopeful that there will be some good collaboration between the commission and city council and, you know, all the other stakeholders involved, but I, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a structure that they chose. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, so if, so the thing is that if a a commission under the mayor's office um, wants to get something done, um, that is the executive branch. So they are the people who execute things. So as long as they decide they want to cause something to happen, um, that's not against the, the laws of the city, a lot, not against any city ordinances or anything like that. They can just do it. Right. Yeah. To, to an extent there's Uh like, Uh, Yeah, of course, they have to get who finances it. And financing comes through city council, right? Right. I guess there's there's opportunity for like grants, although even like grant writing and applications have to go through council. There's opportunity for them to to work with like the Chamber of Commerce and and sort of give best practices to businesses, I guess, um, which is kind of interesting. But and, and they actually have some weight behind them because they've got the mayor's office, which is like fairly well respected in the business community or whatever. But yeah, beyond that, like actually writing new ordinances, like writing regulations, um, getting like major blocks of funding, all that would still have to go through. Yeah, the, that's something they can't do. If they're if this mayor's commission says we need to, you know, now we've looked at all this stuff, and it turns out that we need to change. Um, the description of these zoning codes or something, because it's not okay uh, for sustainability. We need to have more permeable surfaces, you know, or different water handling, or people need to be allowed to have chickens in their backyards or, you know, or composting or something like that. They couldn't actually do that. Right. They'd have to go to city council who would then write the ordinances to get those things encoded and ch- or changed or whatever like that, right? Yeah, and that's that's generally right. The, the zoning example uh, specifically is actually really interesting because like the mayor's office and the planning folks tend to work like really closely, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and zoning ordinance changes have to go through the planning office, 
who brings them up to the planning commission and then planning commission brings them to council. So like that specific path is, uh, is actually pretty well defined. And if, if they do propose uh, zoning changes, which I really hope they do, um, that's probably one of the easiest things <laughs> they'll have from like a, a well -trotten. Simply because they, yeah. they have a good, uh, a, an established yeah, yeah. working uh, relationship, but, but that is that the, the planning commission reports to city council, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's, there's a well-established path for a communication of this sort to actually maybe work good. Right. Seeing um, the general working relationships with, with council members and all that, um, that's probably going to take a little more time to stand but, up. I know but on the other hand, if this commission was run by city council, all yeah, of they, this stuff, you know, for the funding for whatever they wanted to do, they would have the, they could vote for it right there at city council. Yeah, uh, any ordinance, path, yeah. yeah, any ordinances that they needed to change, city council could change them. Any, you know, so there's a little bit of a question in my mind as to, isn't this a top heavy? Shouldn't this just be a city council commission? And it all it all depends on what they expect to try to do. This this yeah this move kind of signals to me that it is going to be more, you know, an advisory sort of board um, that maybe works with businesses or something. Maybe they'll do stuff with zoning, but maybe not. So I I guess we'll see. This so, was actually, okay. Let's see yeah. what kind of um, things you know. I think you you know you told me that they did. I didn't make it, but I, you did go to the the public meeting where all, where they asked for public input, and all of that. All of those recommendations got typed up and put in this new report. Um, and how and how much of that turned into um, you know recommendations in the report. Yeah, so actually, like a decent amount. Um, lots of lots of ideas from uh, from the public input session um, did make it in here. There's some around like electric vehicle space requirements, um, making sure that folks know what the limits of recycling are, and that you know we need to do more to keep all of that off the curb when we can. Um, reuse first, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to reduce impervious surfaces, like all those were ideas that came up in the public input session and made it into the the final report. Um, and I did you you said this, but I wanted to emphasize how like important this is. Like all of that data um, that they collected during the public input session from the eighty folks that showed up, uh, mm -hmm. that's all in the appendix of this report. Same with the the survey. Um, so if you want to go through this yourself too and and check out like what exactly those recommendations were and how closely they align, like they've provided all of that, um, which I think is is fairly unique in these public input um, sessions. I don't think we saw and, that. For and the you, and you said the survey, so that's you're talking about the online survey Correct. for yeah. basically the people who kind of couldn't make it to the live right. survey spot. You know exactly. Okay. Yep. Um. Uh, so, uh, so um, electric vehicle charging, recycling stuff. Um, um, so, if these, but if these are are just done, you know, as as executive branch stuff, as recommendations coming from the executive branch to city council, uh, it. it 
it just doesn't it doesn't yeah. seem like it carries the clout right i'm i'm worried that stuff is going to get dropped and you know i i really doubt that we're going to get you know every single every single uh proposal that's in this report like implemented and even if we did it um these are all like pretty mild proposals uh in my reading mm -hmm. um it's it's not like it doesn't represent a fundamental shift in the way the city operates right i don't think anybody was like really truly expecting that but it is worth reiterating like that didn't happen well um, and and i'm just you know we we got the green 13 sustainability report uh what in 2009 right that's right yeah and which was a, a again and i think they acknowledged in this new report that they're trying to you know come bring that forward you know right <laughs> Yeah, know. well, that's, yeah, like a, a lot of these did, a lot of the recommendations in the Green 13 report showed up again, right? Because we didn't really do a whole lot. That's, that. yeah, like right. The one that, that stands out on like the very first page of recommendations, it's like, oh, complete streets policy. Like we did that. We're, we're still sort of trying to figure out how that, how that happens exactly. And we've only got a few quote unquote complete streets yeah. um, in the city. Uh, and that's, that makes like a huge difference um, in what modes of transportation people decide to take. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess continuing along the transit theme for, for a second, if I yes, may. Yes, please. Um, we got some recommendations to uh, keep looking at bus rapid transit, um, which uh -huh. is really, really exciting. Um, for those unfamiliar, the idea is you take a bus and then you add more and more features, sort of, to make it more like a train. So some examples of that are like traffic signal priority, uh -huh. um, maybe like nicer stations that are lit at night and have mm -hmm. like you know, real-time arrival signs like right there in the station. Maybe you have like off-board fare payments so that folks can board faster. Maybe you have uh -huh. dedicated lanes. Like there's there's all kinds of cool things you can do with that sort of thing. Um, we actually have a vote on uh, $3.5 million of funding over three years towards uh, a bus rapid transit project um, coming up to the next council meeting, which is really exciting. So is we're kind of already seeing yeah, is this related to those uh, that um, uh, that group that came and gave a bunch of recommendations for our rapid transit system a couple of months ago at City it's, Council? So that's that's kind of a different project, oddly enough. Um, okay, this is they talked a lot about showing up our existing um, mm -hmm. bus network mm -hmm. uh, across like all the routes. This specific one is a project to improve service along University Drive, so it goes all the way out to Madison. Uh -huh. and all the way down to the medical district. And it's sort of, the sense I get is it's it's basically a new service. Um, it's not, we haven't fully secured funding yet. This this 3.5 million that's coming up is still contingent on some federal grant uh -huh. uh, money coming through. Um, but uh, it's a different service that would probably replace the existing Route 4, the University Drive uh -huh. service. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's still like very, very exciting. Um, yeah. to see like that sort of actual action sort of aligning with the stuff that the, the sustainability committee folks recommended. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. And, 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 and then you're talking about maybe dedicated uh, lanes. Um, that's, that could be part of complete streets type stuff, sure. right? Yeah. And I, I kind of, to be clear, I kind of doubt that dedicated lanes are going to happen on this specific corridor. I yeah, would, I would expect to see, yeah, because they're already doing um, like lane widening uh, between 
what is it like Providence, Maine and, and some street further down. I don't remember what it was. Capshaw or something. And I, I don't quote me on this, but I thought I'd heard that that was like in the tens of millions, possibly like close to a hundred million dollar project right there. Oh my gosh. So like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I, I, I'd need to cite my sources on that one. That's, that's coming through the grapevine and, and what I heard from a transportation planner, but, but uh, yeah. So I kind of doubt we're going to get dedicated bus right of way this soon, right? But traffic signal improvements, better stations, better arrival time, yeah, better frequency. Making it just more attractive to do that. We've got right. to, um, the IPCC report is clear. We have got to get off of fossil fuels. Yeah. And, and so that means, uh, you know, stopping driving our fossil fuel cars a as soon as possible as much as possible and so then you you talk about how it, in here they've got some some suggestions for ev uh chargers yeah uh, now you know but i even more important than getting ev chargers for individuals cars is to to get a like a a transit system. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, that, Absolutely. that even, even if it, to begin with, obviously it's going to be running on fossil fuels, but that can be shifted over and it, that it's just like. Uh, and I mean, even if it isn't, it's so, so much more like efficient on like a per person mm-hmm. level that mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, if we were all riding, you know, fixed route bus services, I mean, that's like totally unrealistic just because we'd have trains by that point. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, even if we were doing that, you know, that's 40 people on a bus using, I'm, you know, just making up numbers here, but what, like maybe three times as much fuel as like a regular car? Like that's a huge efficiency improvement. Yeah, yes, so, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, if that, we can and then get people on the buses and out of their cars, making yes. bicycling more attractive. Yes, um, there was some there were some notes in the report about you know bicycle parking. That whole situation is, yeah, a bit of a mess right now. Um, as a cyclist, I can can definitely say that. There's they didn't go far enough on on the addressing like cycling and pedestrian needs. I think, but that's probably it we we've talked about this a lot right and density and and mixed use developments and all that so i won't go into detail um but yeah there's it just sort of just to reiterate yeah the recommendations are pretty mild as they are they're an important first step but they don't go far enough and i really really hope that the sustainability commission that the the mayor just created is going to be able to recognize that and make more aggressive recommendations at the very, very least over the next couple of years. So, but if you're like me and you think this should be um, under, uh, okay, well, first of all, who's going to be on this commission? It's just the mayor picking these people, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. And give me one sec here. Um, so there, there is a, a note here, the committee recommended that members uh, are experts in environmental sustainability by education or experience. So that's something, right? I'm, I don't think we know who the members of the commission are yet, um, although it's been a couple of days since I've looked, so that may have changed. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yes, you're correct. They're all appointed by the mayor. Um, 
<sighs> um, it, well, you know, I've had on, on my podcast an expert in sustainability right here who lives and does his work in North Alabama and has been for years and nobody has ever talked to him about being on this committee or, or being on the commission or anything like that. So, it, you know, I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that, you know? I, I think we've talked a little bit before um, about like the whole boards and commissions, like selection process and, and yeah. how we need more transparency generally in that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think that's probably the one thing here that it being a, a council commission would not help with. <laughs> well, uh, except, that, ex except that, at the, you know, it, your, if, if like, because we do have uh, commissions that are under city council. Right. right. And the different council members get to name, I don't know, two committee member, two commission members or or, you know, stuff like that. And the at least the city council members are potentially a little bit more responsive to their constituents. No, that's, in, that's... in my experience, you know, it seems to be a little bit more of a democratic body than the mayor's office. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's definitely right. Um, there's, yeah, fewer folks to represent. And I guess the, the thing I was getting at was more like the, the decision-making process is like, you know, you see a, a nomination come up, folks vote on it with no discussion, right? It's, yeah. it's that sort of thing. That's the kind of thing that occasionally you see folks, like 12 folks come up in public comment and complain about a nomination getting rejected, but like, you don't really have any input in, or any visibility into the process beyond that. So well, that's, yeah, and yeah. and uh, you're totally reminding me of when the new um, uh, um, it, other things too, but in particular when the new um, um, chief of police oh, got yes. appointed by the mayor. That's a mayor's appointment, but it had to go through city council, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I don't know exactly what part of what ordinance made that happen that way. Um, I'm certain that that would not be the case with this commission. That right. the just going to appoint people in there on the commission, right? There's yeah. That's not going to be in, there's not even going to be room in a city council meeting for people to show up and say, you know, I, I, I don't think this person should be on that commission. This is well, just in the mayor's office, right? There's there's always second roster public. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right about that. Um, no, if 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 Tommy shows up, he he does have to to listen to each and every yeah second roster public commenter unless he leaves early. Um, so, but I don't think I've ever seen him do that when he shows up. So props to him for that, I suppose. Uh. Yeah, uh, what he uh, what I noticed or what used to happen. And it doesn't seem to happen so much anymore. And it may just be because what he like he hurt himself or he had a surgery or something. So he doesn't get up and walk around and leave as much as he used to. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, the part of the city council meeting where, uh, you know, the mayor gets some comments and then each city council member gets comments mm -hmm. afterwards. He, he used to get up and leave all the time during the city council members comments. Did you wow. notice that? Ever? That's yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I did he, see that early. Yeah, he totally used to always get up and leave when you know. But Go but figures. I but I he did stay. Generally speaking, I've never, 
I don't remember ever seeing him get up and just make a habit of leaving during public comments. No. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, getting back to the, topic. the point here. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to make the point that I think that it might be a little bit more responsive and democratic if this moved under city council not and not only that but also well maybe under the responsive part uh, that uh, you know if there were uh, ordinances that needed to be changed it doesn't need to go through the mayor's office who has no power to change ordinances if it's already under city council which does have power to change ordinances or write ordinances and stuff like that so um, well, anyway, uh, there, everybody knows what I think about where it should be. Uh, and, and I'm, and not to mention that this whole thing back in 2009 was done under the mayor's office. And maybe, you know, if, if anybody wants to read this, for instance, the, the it, comparing the table of contents from back in 2009 and the green 13 report and the new one. From 2023, that's a lot of years to pass in in a crucial, you know, beginning of this century where we are going to be hit with the effects of climate change for virtually nothing to have changed, you know? Like the table of contents... Um, mentions uh, transportation. The new table of contents mentions transportation. Were any of the old transportation uh, things done? Or is this just a rehash of the same old stuff? The old table of contents has a, a built environment section. The new table of contents has a built environment section. Were any of the recommendations from the old built environment section done? Like, I don't know, did we make it easy for people to put solar panels everywhere or or anything like that? That's built environment issues, right? And yeah, that, you know, that's specific. Anything yeah. like that implemented, you know, or is this all just the same? You know? Yeah, we, I don't... we have a new thing here um that I don't is new on this one that I don't see in the table of contents. From before, I'm squinting at it. I don't see it. In this table of contents, there's an uh, an item for food security. But look, all we keep doing is annexing property all over the place, which is not turning it into food sources, you know? So. Yeah, I, I, the food security proposals in here were, were pretty weird, actually. Like, I, I seem to remember that there were Oh, what was it? Was it like agricultural activities inside city limits? Was that it? Yeah, encourage new development, which incorporates sustainable agricultural land use as part of a mixed use approach. So there, there's some interesting stuff. And I don't really think that's going to, to end up panning out in terms of like actually turning into zoning policy. But well, it is interesting. No, I don't. I don't. It's it is really. You're right. That's really yeah. interesting that that has come up at least. Mm -hmm. I wonder who on the committee, uh, you know, pushed that like that. I I um, seem to remember a lot of stuff about like rooftop gardens and community gardens sort of things in the the public input meeting 
boards. Um, so it may have been that actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but still, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and I totally agree with, with this, but at the same time, yeah, you're going to have to change zoning stuff because currently, you know, you get trouble in trouble with the city if your yard doesn't look a certain way. And I know what I'm talking about because I don't keep my yard that way, you know, <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm here trying to do, to do my part to, in my tiny little piece of land, tiny to, you know, foster some bio biodiversity, you know, and, and give a, you know, a chance <laughs> to, to some other creatures, um, you know, and everybody around me has mows down to the, nth degree and sprays and stuff like that um and i get letters occasionally that i need to mow and whatever and i do the bare minimum and and now i'm probably going to get in trouble somebody's going to come by when from urban whatever and look and write me up again but you know whatever i dudes <laughs> you know um i'll get it mowed if you can but anyway um so yeah it's nice that they put this in here and it's new. I don't see anything like that from Green 13. Now, you know, please, listeners, if there's something in here, there's there's a little bit of, like in the emerging topics from the Green 13 in 2009, there's a, a, a something about community food system and security. So maybe there's the inkling of this stuff that was appearing then. But again... Did anything actually happen with it, or do we still have the same zoning laws that expect things to look the same way? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to take a lot of political willpower to get away from, you know, single family only zoning across most of our city, like that sort of thing. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's like I guess the the real takeaway I have from here is that like it's going to take a lot of creativity and like new types of solutions to these problems to, to actually get anything done um, within the framework we've got. And the report doesn't present any of, any of that. No. So, right. And, yeah, and if, if you're looking for, for creativity and new ways of looking at things, I don't think the mayor's office is where you're going to see that. I, I, I am holding out hope that we have a good group of folks on the commission um, Which we have to wait and find out. Yeah, maybe by the time this uh, this episode is up, we'll have some notes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, is is any is there anything on upcoming city council meetings about? Yes, we've had a lot of presentations from the nonprofit industrial complex. Um, maybe we're going to get a presentation from uh, from this uh, committee. I don't know. Is the committee actually dissolved now? Or do you know? I'm not super clear on that. I, I am looking at the boards and commissions website right now, um, uh -huh. which usually lists mayor committees. And I'm not seeing either the Environmental Sustainability Committee or the Environmental Sustainability Commission here. So I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's 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 I, I couldn't say if this just isn't up to date or 
if uh, if we are in that sort of transitional state where neither one formally exists. Um, <laughs> I, I hopefully, um, given that this, you know, on Thursday here, we're going to have the first council meeting since uh, since his announcement. Maybe we'll uh -huh. have some some notes come up there. Yeah, or or during or during you know the public comments at the end if you want to wait that long you know <laughs> I don't know. Uh, however, by the way, speaking of um, uh, city council, I I think that we're you you've seen a, a I don't know how, but because uh, I know that the that it, uh, we're recording this on Monday and the agenda comes out to the public on Tuesday. I but, have my. You have your you you have your backdoor ways or something. Um, it's not and public. It, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. Oh yeah, no, it's I'm not. Right yeah, there. good. Okay, <laughs> it's all cool. Um, uh, um, uh, but it, it, you told me that it looks like it's going to be a long meeting. It's going to be. A I long just meeting. I want to go ahead and tell you that I know that this there's a lot of scuttlebutt going around again about um, homeless camp actions and stuff. So go ahead and expect a lot of people showing up for that too. And that would be second roster public comments, you know, so we may have be very late this week at city council. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Bring a snack, but you're not allowed to have a snack in there. So be sure you hide it somewhere really good. Um, <laughs> um is that, so, is, yeah go ahead is that really true I, they've never gotten on me for oh no they won't they, they it is true you know when when 2020 happened they started clamping down on all kinds of stuff coming in huh. there um, and they've and, and uh, i don't know which door you come in and if the sign is still on there but i come in the door that's towards the you know the front of the building Mm -hmm. And there's a sign still over on that door saying that you cannot bring any in, in any food or drink. You can't bring in any bags and you can't bring in any signs. Yeah, I, I know nobody follows the bag recommendation. I see folks with bags. I would, but in 2020, when they yeah. started those, oh, I, I was not allowed to bring my bag in that had my laptop. So, huh. you know, that definitely did happen. So yeah. it is, it, they put the sign up, they can use that as an excuse to get you out, mm -hmm. you know, if they mm. need an excuse. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> and I still don't bring a bag in anymore because, uh, because the last thing I want to have to do is go, oh, I can't bring my bag and I got to walk all the way back to the car. <laughs> And put it up so that I can come back. Oh, that just really pissed me off so bad. So I don't, I'm not bringing a bag because I don't want to be there, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, um, yeah. W one more thing before we wrap up. I wanted yeah. to briefly mention the uh, Vision Zero public. I wanted you to, because that dovetails with the, the transit the stuff in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So last, last week we had a couple of public input sessions um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the Vision Zero 2055 uh, resolution that got passed last year. Um, and the idea the idea behind that resolution is just, we're one of, I think, 50 something cities now that have committed to uh, zero traffic deaths um, in the next couple decades. Uh, terrifying that it's only 50 something cities that have done that. 
but uh, whatever, that's fine. Um, so we had a couple public input sessions uh, that were basically just asking folks to you know, put some dots on a map that were, where do you feel the most unsafe? Um, there were a couple city uh, staff members there. Um, I went to the one on Wednesday, the bicycle coordinator was there. Um, we had someone from planning to talk about sort of uh, ideas behind transit, pedestrian safety, that sort of thing. Um, so it was really cool to see to see all that. The turnout wasn't that good, but the um, I think they collected input pretty well, and mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely something to to look out for um, in the next couple months or next year or so to see how that goes. Uh, there were a lot of recommendations, uh, or I expect there are going to be a lot of recommendations surrounding um, yep, sidewalk and bicycle improvements, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe even like transit stop improvements too mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. coming out of that they're not going to be anywhere as uh, bold as the transit study we had a couple months ago right um but I, it's really important to to stay up to date on that because that's yeah well it uh, so you're saying that Huntsville has made a commitment uh, yes. I mean the paperwork has been signed or something like that there there is, is a there... city council resolution with the okay. president's signature on it yeah so okay. and that that counts for something um it, it is you know the if, if you're cynical about it um it's worth noting that this is this is a either a requirement or a really big bonus for a couple of like federal uh, transportation grant programs. Okay, uh -huh. um, so there's there's a financial motive. There is absolutely a financial incentive here, but, but it but is it is a very it, real. Yeah, it's got to be money yeah. that's earmarked to do this. That's so, yeah, that's my understanding. So yeah, yeah, that's fine, it's, and yeah. and that's you know you get federal money and to do something like this, it's going to be jobs doing this. Instead of all the federal money that we have here building, you know, rockets and bombs and stuff like that, which really gets on my last nerve too, you know, like so many things. I got too many last nerves, honestly. Um, but no, yeah, I'm good. You know, I hope that that, that that bears fruit. I think that'd be wonderful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful about that. Yeah. Ultimately, I did go online. They also had online survey if i recall correctly i went on yes, that's right. on, yes. um uh, um uh, yeah i i went online and, and and filled in some you know blanks and and answered the open-ended questions <laughs> which we talked about are you know statistically tough to measure but it's interesting that they, you know, in this new report they typed up every one of those answers that from that that the, that the open-ended questions got. And some of them have turned up in actual items. Yep. Um, and, and uh, you know, my one of my pet things is you mentioned um, a, a lot of comments about recycling coming from there and how not only do we need to look at our current recycling program, which is kind of pitiful. Anybody in the know knows that already. Um, but that we need to rethink our, our whole, you know, sort of household uh, actions in, in to keep fewer things in the waste out of, keep things out of the waste stream altogether, right? Yep. And, uh, and so that, you know, so I'm, I'm going to be trying to keep my ear to the ground to see if there's a way 
although I don't have a lot of hope that the mayor's office is going to do much with this, but I think we really, really, really could use a public composting program, which helps with a lot of things. Um, um, One of which is uh, methane production uh, um, to, to, spread out, you know, to actually compost things instead of just throwing them in a a landfill where they don't get enough oxygen and what they produce is methane, which is a horrible greenhouse gas. It is much more short-lived than CO2, um, but it's like, I don't know, 300 times more of a greenhouse gas or 800 times more, you know, heat trapping or something like that. Which is also, by the way, why we why natural gas is not the answer to our energy problems. It's an awful greenhouse gas producer. Just because natural gas, by the way, is methane. You know, um, and and you know, you blow up a gas line, or you have leaks, or whatever, and you're you're creating a, a horrible greenhouse gas um, feedback loop with that stuff composting believe it or not would help keep some methane out of the um, atmosphere which not only there's another besides you know retooling our waste stream that's having an effect on a big picture thing that we kind of need to keep our eye on in this century the century of the climate change you know so there I got on my on a little bit on my soapbox about a composting program. We will, you know, see if that looks possible. Yeah, I hope so. It it seems like something that would really only require a modest amount of funding. We'll see. Yeah, well, yeah. and we have um, you know, the botanical garden already, which does some composting. So it's not like this city doesn't know how to do composting, you know? Yeah. So I, I just, I'm hopeful. I, I, I'm hopeful that that's the sort of thing that an environmental sustainability commission would take under advisement along with, yes, decentralizing our food supply. If that in community gardens and rooftop gardens and stuff like that, that's kind of sounds like pie in the sky stuff, but that we need pie in the sky solutions. We need to make them real. You know, you know, I hope something, I hope something comes from this. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so many multifaceted and just a really difficult socially to talk about. And, um, and and look, one of the items um, that I'm looking at right now, again, in the table of contents from the Green 13 report in their emerging topics in 2009, the one of their emerging topics was social equity. Um, did that show up, that kind of thinking show up um, in the new report that, uh, that the, 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 you know, the idea here is we're not going to be able to fix the environment if we don't fix our social structures 
largely for, for no other reason than it, the 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 NIMBY phenomenon, where you know people of uh, you know with means are not going to uh, get to live away from their waste products, and you know poorer people get to live near the dumps or the refineries or the recycling plants or that kind of stuff, right? If so, you know, mixed developments where everybody lives together in the same environment. Um, did any of that show up in the new? Do you know in this it, new report? It wasn't really a big theme, um, is the sense I got. There's there's a couple notes about it. Like, um, if you look at like a census data map uh, that shows you like. Um, like race breakdowns, and then you look at tree shade maps, like there's kind of an interesting correlation there, right? So like tree mm -hmm. and shade equity was touched on in the report. Uh, transportation equity was touched on in the report, but that was like, that was about it. Uh -huh. um, there, there wasn't really this broader, like socioeconomic equity theme in, in the new one, um, from what I can see at least. It's really interesting that in 2009, it was an emerging topic. We went through you know, 2020 and all of this um, effort to make this stuff evident and it's not in a 2023 report. <sighs> well, we just did, you know, we just got to keep, we just got to keep plugging away at it. We just got to, that's, we just got to, what else do we do, you know? Yeah. And Personally, I'm I'm still hopeful. Like just because there's this Environmental Sustainability Commission now, it doesn't mean that you know council can't take action by themselves. Um, it doesn't mean we can't organize on these sorts of topics in mm -hmm. our own communities. Mm -hmm. uh, there's yeah, there's there's lots of things we can do um, directly and through like the governing bodies that that do not involve this report or this commission. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Or it doesn't mean that uh, maybe that the that uh, that we can't talk um, city council into taking this over. You know. Yeah, I, I I seriously doubt that we're going to get like a competing environmental sustainability committee. <laughs> no, I <laughs> think it's going to be one or yeah. the other. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, although that would be very funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It, it's. Only momentarily funny. Mostly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would pretty yeah. be pretty um, not only wasteful but disastrous. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, it, mostly wasteful though. Honestly, because I really have the sense that y when it comes to actually making changes, you know, it's the city council that can do that. So the mayor's commission, committee, commission, or whatever could sit over there whatever you know <laughs> and the city council can just legislate what they want you know so yeah i don't yeah anyway <laughs> yeah yeah anyway well anyway we got a little uh, intro here to you know maybe a little bit of what we're talking about and you know maybe our hopes and dreams and uh, you know a little bit of you know what we have to work on and and who we need to bother about things and and from here we just keep doing all of those things you know what else
what else is there? Just keep on keeping on. But yeah, tell you tell your friends though. Like if this, I, I, it's like yeah. If if the solutions that the government process is giving us are basically just you know we turned a committee into a commission, like for real, organizing is the only way we're going to get this done. Yeah, that's yeah. You, it's uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you know, I um, I always say, uh, you say, tell your friends, and that's what I'm. I'm like. You know, anybody listening to this podcast, the most important thing that I think you can do for me and for, you know, the city and and the planet is have more conversations. Talk about these things. You know, talk, talk, talk. Just get people thinking because nothing's going to change if people don't think about what's going on. So, yeah, people just have some more conversations. Talk about what you want to see the mayor's office do. Somebody will maybe make a difference. It'll be wonderful. And I just want to really thank you for, you know, coming on, Tris, and, and you know, letting us know what you saw and, and having this conversation with me. Thank you so much. For- yeah, always, always a pleasure. So... I'm glad you say that. I, I maybe don't really 100% believe you, but <laughs> I, I, I really do mean it. It's it's okay. nice to have it's nice to have the platform. It's nice to have the conversation. It's nice to uh, nice to dig deep on some of these issues. So yeah, I'm glad you feel that way, and I, I hope that uh, that my listeners appreciate and will keep digging, keep digging out there, you guys. Okay, I'm going to say good night and, uh, and uh, you know, take care, stay safe, and I will see you at City Council, won't I? Yes, yes, you absolutely will. <laughs> Wonderful. And this next one could be a doozy, so. <laughs> okay, good night. Thanks for coming on. Good night. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye.